You know, I've always wanted to do a beatbox right there at the intro song. Oh my gosh. I know the last time we listened to it, he's like, I'm totally going to do that. I'm like, whatever. But welcome to Horror Hideout. I'm Kenzie. And I'm Peyton. As if, you know, our ratings haven't been flying through the roof already enough as it is. Oh my gosh. I'm just saying, nobody has been begging us to stop podcasting naked. So, uh, butts out and nuts out, everyone. <laughs> butts and nuts. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's too cold for that. Uh, yeah, I beg to differ. Mm, yeah, me too. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, hi. What's new? I still don't have Captain Spaulding. Well, it's definitely later in the day than it was than earlier. It's so true. We got that going for us. <laughs> we don't have anything cool this week like to talk about except... By the time this episode drops, we will have seen Evil Dead. Ooh. I am so excited. I get, I've said that a million times, but I am so excited. This is the movie I'm like the most excited for this entire year, which is funny because it's a possession type movie and those are usually not my favorite, but I'm so pumped. Well, I'm just so pumped that you're pumped. So our next episode should be, if we like it, a spoiler review on... Evil Dead Rise. You know, you mentioned like if we don't like it. Kenzie already has a premeditated five star on hand. I'm just kidding. You know, I mean, even like, for example, like, nope, it was kind of a probably a letdown from what you initially expected it to be. But you still found a reason to find like, like Jordan Peele. Yeah. What is my lotion doing right there? I've been using it. That's my lotion. I know, but it makes my skin so soft. Get your own. That's mine. It's very hydrating. Yeah, I'm supposed to take that okay, on my adventures. I will give it back to you. <laughs> want my lotion back. What did I give Nope? I don't think I get. Did I give it five stars? I don't think I gave Nope or yeah, Nope five stars. Well, you're pretty much giving this one a five star. Let me. Oh, I did give Nope five stars. I gave all of Jordan Peele movies five stars. But yeah, but sometimes you could go into a movie with such high expectations that it's like a letdown. But I don't know. With me. If I'm like super excited for it like this, I'm going to find, I'm going to appreciate it. I'm going to find happiness and I'm going to tear up. I'm calling it. Hmm. It's going to start with like evil dead rise and there's going to be like a demon face and I'm going to be like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, speaking of demon faces, Insidious Chapter 5, the Red Door trailer just dropped today. Oh yeah, Darth Maul. He's back. I literally showed Peyton right before we started the podcast. I'm like, I got to show you this trailer because sometimes I feel like we talk about movies that are coming out, but he hasn't seen the trailer. So I'm like, okay, we're going to watch this. We watched it. It ended. I'm like, okay, we're not talking until we start the podcast. So what'd you think? Uh, looks all right. You're not a big Insidious fan though, right? Nope. Oh, I love it. Did you like the first two? Uh, I hardly remember them. That's how, that's how memorable they were. I remember the first one. And then the second one, all I remember was that uh, this the same guy who rescued his son was now possessed. Well, it's kind of like a continuation. You know what's hard about Insidious, though? I think it's easy to mix them up with The Conjuring just because Patrick Wilson is in both of them. And so you kind of like blend the two. Yeah. So I scenes... like him as an actor, though. Like mm-hmm. when he's in like Into the Tall Grass, oh, he plays gosh. like a good bad guy, too. Yes. That's why I like him in Insidious, like on chapter two, where he is kind of that possessed demon evil. And to be honest with you, I didn't even know that there was a fourth Insidious, hardly even a third. So I I literally, you just showed me the trailer for this and it's just clicking in my head that this is Insidious 5. 
Well, I'm excited for it because I haven't really watched the other ones. We did watch three, like, at, like, at our last house that we lived at, but it was forever ago. And all I remember in that one is there was, like, a girl sitting in her bed and she was, like, her knocking on the wall. That's all I remember. We haven't seen the fourth Insidious, which we're going to watch all of them before the movie comes out. It comes out July 7th, I think. Fourth? Don't quote me on that. It comes out at the beginning of July. So we'll definitely watch those before, but number one and number two are my favorite in the franchise, so I'm excited that they're going back to the Lambert family and getting to see, like, what happened in between then, and I think it's, like, 10 years difference. Yeah, it makes you wonder what'll happen to Adam. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Adam Lambert? Yeah. Who is that? Adam Lambert? He was on American Idol. Yeah, that's, like... He's gonna you be don't like, even know who Adam Lambert is. He's going to be like running through the house and he's going to hear a knock and he's going to be like, what do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want from me? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm excited for it though. I love Insidious. It's probably one of my favorite franchises. Well, okay, I can't really say that because we haven't seen the last two, but from the first two movies, I love it. <laughs> I just like the quirkiness of it. It's not your traditional like haunting where everything's really dark. Like there's a little bit of like... Not necessarily comedy, but just, like, weird, I don't know, zangy, is that a word? I don't know, Moments with, like, the um, red-faced demon and, like, the guy in the nether. See, I'm calling it the nether. The further, the tiptoe, you know, that part. Yeah. So, zangy is in the urban dictionary, so it's not really a word. Zany, is zany a word then? Zangy is tangy, but not quite so tangy. (laughs) Zangy is tangy, but not wangy. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of wangy. More butts and nuts. What am I going to do for season four? You know what I mean? Like, it was supposed to be dad jokes. And everyone went nuts over the new thing. We still got five episodes, so we we got to wait. Gotta Still wait. butts and nuts tell yeah, you know, always dad jokes. Supposed to be dad jokes, but then it moved to butts and nuts. I think I like butts and nuts better. <laughs> um, we also have coming out April 28th, so that's this Friday. We have the movie Clock. So Clock is going to be released on Hulu. It's like a Hulu original. And it says, on the eve of her 39th birthday, a woman desperately attempts to fix her broken biological clock. Oh, we watched this trailer, remember? It was like... I like it's been a minute since we watched it, but we did watch it and it looks really unique. Her broken biological clock? Yeah, like they she wants to have babies, I think, but it's not happening. Hmm. So there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on. But like there's gonna be a lot of like crazy hormonal women. Sounds like your kind of movie. Um, so we have that and then we have the black demon, which how do you feel about this being like a new shark movie? (sighs) Yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel like a good shark movie hasn't existed since like the beginning of time. And I know people, someone's going to be like, well, what about shark night 3d, you know, (laughs) sharknado, sharknado, like really jaws is the only really outstanding shark movie that I can remember. I, I will admit that I had a guilty pleasure for deep blue sea when it first came out. It did not age. Well, it is pure CGI. What about open water? That was a good shark movie. Yeah, that's a good one. It's just uh, like just like the Jaws concept, though, hasn't really been done well. And it's just I don't know. You showed me the trailer for it and I just I was just not feeling it. And I love sharks. I love everything about them. I used to be obsessed with them. I'd study them. I wanted to be like a marine biologist. 
just like I love shark movies, but there just like isn't like the best shark movie isn't even a shark movie. Uh, think of like, I don't know, like Into the Blue or something when they're like swimming and like there's like the sharks around and like the girl gets bit by the tiger shark and stuff like like that kind of stuff is good. But when you take like, let's take a shark and make it big and then we're going to have this really insane moment where it jumps out of the water in slow motion. And then sometimes they add like growls to it. You ever heard a shark growl? No. You ever heard any fish growl? No. Oh, you know what's creepy though? When we catch the channel catfish, is it that? They, and make, they like make like that a... like, or no, it's the other ones, the Trouts bullhead ones. They make that like creepy like cat sound. Well, they don't meow. I know, but it's like this weird like clicky sound. Yeah, it just just did it. Or even um, the brook trouts do that. They do like a little whine, like a little squeal. Yeah, <laughs> a little squeal. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't have any expectations of it, really. I mean, I guess, uh, what, what's the one where they're 47 meters down? Oh, that one's good. That one's not terrible. It's just, it's just hard. It's hard to show a shark and not have it be super fake. And I understand why. Don't get me wrong. It's like, it's really hard to show a shark and have it look real. I don't know. It's just, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to do it right. Well, that's it's a why high budget. You have such high expectations for shark movies, though, because when we started watching this, you're like, if it has that super CGI shark. But you have to think, most sharks are going to be CGI. So you kind of have to take it for what it is and just enjoy the damn movie. Well, I didn't enjoy the Meg. I watched every popular scene from it on YouTube, and I was like, this is stupid. Do you know there's a second Meg coming out this year? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, this one's about a family stranded in Baja. Where's Baja at? Mexico. Am I right? <laughs> and they face off against a vengeful megalodon shark. And I, I think it's um, like an urban legend about this like demonic shark. Theft. I will tell you actually all about this. Um, I can't say that I've done an extensive study on it, but the black demon is actually a true story. Um, you know, just like any folklore, you know, being in the sea and sea creatures and all that stuff. But so th there's great white sharks off the coast of Mexico in the Pacific Ocean, but there's also basking sharks. And this is where I think a lot of the, the controversy or not the controversy, the, the mishap and the mixed information's coming in. Uh, if you Google a picture of a basking shark swimming with its mouth closed, from even an aerial perspective, it looks like a great white shark. And if you look at it from like a direct, like above shot, it's just a giant black shark looking fish. And so I think people think that basking sharks are often great whites at first glance. And I think maybe somebody saw a huge black shark initially and was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's big. That's bigger than a great white should be. And then the fisherman tail starts to kick off from there. It may not even be like the original encounter was like the shark attacked them. It was probably just like you saw it. And then it's like the telephone game, right? Everybody's perception of how the story was told changes from there. And that's, that's kind of how the black demon became uh, to some degree. It's legend. Hmm. So that's bet you crazy. didn't expect me to pull that out of my ass. No, I'm proud. Uh, I don't know. I'm not like, crazy into shark movies i mean i like jaws i really like 47 meters down because she's it... like shark boy and lava girl mm. yeah but most of the shark movies i like are because they're stranded and i like those kind of stranded trapped movies where they have to try to find a way to get back to like land so i think i like that aspect of movies so it could be any creature 
you know? I mean, we just watched Beast and they're trapped with a lion. Still enjoyed it, but... Freaking Scar. Not into lion movies, but... Um, yeah, I think this will be good. I don't think it's one that we'll go see in theaters. We'll probably just wait till it comes out. Yeah. We're finally catching up on all of our 2022 horror releases. Well, let's talk about some of the ones that we watched. Okay, do you want to start us off? Oh, by the way, if you didn't know already, this is our letterbox recap. So it's the last 10 movies that we've watched. Yep, because we like to wait 15 minutes into the podcast episode to tell you what we're actually going to talk about. I know. We're on a roll, though, with, like, horror movies. We've been watching a lot. Like, we're already almost through our next letterbox recap. Well, I hope all of these have exceptional ratings from us. Starting on the first one. <laughs> these are all horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off, Slayers. How do I explain this? It's like... If you've seen the movie Kick-Ass where the kid wants to be like a superhero and then just try to turn into like a vampire movie, I guess that's kind of what this movie is. But it, it it's, I guess, kind of like a satire-ish, but mostly a horror comedy. But these people are... Where are they even going? I think, oh, I think uh one dude's like the biggest YouTuber in the world or something, and he gets... Um, invited to some really rich corporate business thing because he's been told that he's going to be the new uh, like inheritance of it or something. And so he is, as they're driving down there with all their friends, this guy like has like a roadblock and he's like, don't go beyond this or else you're going to die. Naturally, they move on and they continue on. Only to realize that the guy who stopped him, uh, his family died from the vampires or his daughter and so he's kind of like a, he went from like, just like a typical dad to like a badass dad. And he's just like hunting. He's a vampire. He's a vampire slayer. hunter. Yeah. He's a vampire slayer. And so he, yeah, I don't know. Um, basically he gets in contact with one of the girls that he initially talked to on the roadblock and he's just trying to educate her on how they're going to escape their situation. And while that's happening, the guy who's supposed to inherit it, inherit the, uh, uh, the business starts to discover that they're vampires and then like one by one, most of them start to die. And then it's just like this like rampage movie from there. But it uses a lot of like comic style stuff. Like, how, how do you explain that? I don't even know how to explain it. Like you. Oh, like they use like a lot of like, I don't know, like technology stuff, like social media stuff that like pops up on the screen and like cheesy graphics yeah it'll and... be like like flashback to this video on youtube and then it'll like try to like use that as like a premise and or I something hated and... that it like took me out of the movie every time it happened i'm like they're trying to be like too cool or just too different and unique but every time they did that i'm like this is so cheesy and i hate it yeah it was just like uh it just like you know overall I appreciated what they did. It just didn't flow is, mm -hmm. is what I think. It's not that the concept's not bad. It just didn't exactly like transition from scene to scene without you feeling like you were like moving on. You were just kind of like, what the hell was that all about? And then I was kind of fixated on that sometimes and the uh, when the, when the story was moving on. Yeah. But I mean, low, low budget cast, uh, low budget script. I mean, cinematically, it's not terrible. It's not like super cheesy. I liked Abigail Breslin's character because she always kind of plays. I mean, not always, but she kind of just plays the same character. She reminded me of her character in Zombieland, kind of. 
but... I like how you just said that name, like everybody knows exactly you know, who that is. People do. Yeah, I know Taylor. I know. Yes. We all know who that is. She's the one on Scream Queens. She, like, played the dumb blonde Chanel number something. But, um, yeah, she was, like, my only favorite part, but she, I mean, spoiler alert, whatever, she doesn't last very long. So then after that, I'm like, I don't really care. But the pacing was horrible. I feel like the ending, like the climax and the ending just happened so quick. Like it was just all this buildup and then it was just fast and over. Yeah. I mean, some of the kills were good, but I don't know. It kind of reminded me of that movie cheesy. that's on Hulu, um, Fun House, where they're all in like a house together. And it's like social media. It's almost like they were trying to take that concept and make it into something and it just dropped the ball. You just got to see it to believe it. But uh, overall... It's all right. We both rated this a 2.5. This is one of those movies where I'm watching and I was like bored. Like a lot. Like there was some I can parts... tell too because you'll you'll be on your phone the entire time that we're watching the yeah, movie. Yeah, but sometimes I'll get invested in parts and then I was like bored and then I'm like, I just want this movie to be over. Like I almost wanted to, to like not finish this and be like, can we just watch something else? Because sometimes I hate when you're watching such a bad movie that you're like, oh, we could be watching something else that's so good, you know? Yeah. There was that. The next one I liked, Peyton didn't like. I can't believe you gave this one less than Slayers. I am disappointed. Did I? Mm-hmm. So the next one Is this one's... the one with the uh, automated teller machine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's that one called? MTA. No, I'm just kidding. It's ATM. Oh, yeah. That's right. And I love these kind of movies. Like I said, anything where people are trapped and they have to try to find a way to escape, especially something like this where it's a very small, isolated area. Like they're not, they don't have tons of space to go or like run around a house. It's like one little room. So this one's about this guy and he's leaving his work party and he has a crush on this girl. So he wants to like take her home, like give her a ride home, just kind of woo her a little. He's got the personality of like every Mormon missionary before they go on like <laughs> a mission. Kind of looks like it too. Um, and then Josh Peck's character is like, hey, I need a ride. It's kind of a buzzkill. Um, not buzzkill. What's the word? He was a buzzkill. Cock blocker. Oh yeah. He was cock blocking big time. <laughs> That's what I meant. But anyway, so he's like, let's go get food. Cause he's super drunk. And they're like, no, cause the guy just wants to get the girl home. And then he's like, well, I got to stop at the ATM and get some money. So they stop at this ATM. Number one, why the hell do they park like 20 feet away from the ATM? Like, okay, bye. Like, well, go run. And it's, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe some viewers are from the East Coast, but here in the West Coast, this isn't a thing that I'm aware of, but it's like, it's like an ATM, but it's like in like this portable enclosed mini shack, but it's also in the dead smack middle of this parking lot. So they park like 20 spaces away from it. Then they walk all the way to the ATM machine. It kind of makes sense, though. Maybe he parked that far away so Josh Peck would go and he could kind of make a move on the girl. So maybe from that side, I can see maybe it. Maybe they could have scripted that in. Well, you it know, been more obvious. the like our bank that we go to, the mm -hmm. one in Payson, they have where you it's like an enclosed Yeah, like a area. pre, like a little pre-room. But like there, this isn't attached to a bank. It's yeah. like this bank has like outlet shacks in random places yeah i understand why it's sheltered by the way it's just kind of like in a random place but so he goes in there and he's taking forever so the other guy goes in to check on him and then the girl ends up getting out to go check on him and then as they're getting ready to leave there's just this random guy in like this huge like eskimo is that the proper term raincoat like, yeah with like the hood and ain't no condom furry. but it was a raincoat 
but he's just standing there and they're kind of like, what the hell? Like, what do we do? Which I don't know. Like, I don't want to be nitpicky, but if someone was just standing there like that, I don't know. I feel like I'd go outside and at least, and then, then if they tried to do something, I'd go back in, but they just like, don't even dare leave. They're like, and he doesn't have a weapon or anything. So they're just sitting here staring and basically the whole movie is them having to try to figure out how to get out of this ATM, get back to their car. Well, and like, so they're like, who are you? Why are you there? He has like, he does have a, a weapon of sorts. Yeah, but he they don't even say that to him. They literally stand there and it's not until, and this is not spoilers. I mean, this has been out since 2012, but like, I don't want to spoil this one because I really liked it. And if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go watch it. But there is a part where he... Like, some random guy shows up with a dog, and he goes over to that guy and murders him. So they know not to leave. Yeah. But it's like, he's not attempting to get into the ATM thing. It's like, he wants them to be in there, and they want to get out, and so they're trying to figure out, okay, how do we get back to our car? Can we get back to the car? Can we divert this guy and distract him so we can do so? They're just coming up with all these solutions and stuff like that, but... Yeah, but I love movies like that, where they have to try to find a way to escape... It's just fun. And you're always on edge. I feel like with this movie, I was so invested the entire time. And I really like Josh Peck as an actor, especially after listening to his audiobook. Like, I just have an appreciation for him. But his characters are kind of annoying sometimes. Like, in this, there's some stuff I'm like, oh my gosh. Or what was it? Red Dawn? Hated oh, yeah. him in Red Dawn. He was just a whiny little... Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there, there's so much like relationship chemistry ha- happening that you're like kind of distracted by that. So kudos to them for like keeping your mind occupied with that. But the whole time I'm thinking, oh, like, you know, I think I understand who this person might be based on a previous scene. And you're just like kind of like spending the entire time trying to figure out who the killer is, what his motive is and stuff like that. Uh, for Kenzie's sake, I won't spoil it here. It was pretty good. I gave it a two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why did you give it a two? Like, what did you not like about it that gave it worse than Slayers? Well, I don't... Well, I mean... I know you don't compare movies to each other, but like, at the same time... Would you like... Yeah, because... Two, do, would you like me to expose the ending? Because I feel like... No, I, I don't want you to expose the ending, but... I will tell you outside of the podcast okay. then. And if everybody's dying to know, they can reach out to us. On Discord, actually. We do have a Discord. Be I like, gave... be like, Peyton, why did you uh, dislike ATM and give it the score you did? And uh, I will respond right back to you on that. I'm just shocked because I'm like, I it was a good movie. I was invested the entire time. Like, I was so sucked in and I feel like we were, like, conversing during it. Like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. Well, you see, I like movies in minimal spaces, too. I just feel like it was, like, it was too drawn out, drugged out, drugged out. I don't know. I feel like that adds to, like, the isolation, though, and, like, the Normally it works. stress because it it's cold I, outside. I know. It didn't work for me, though. I'm telling you. I agree with you. I'm into that concept. I just wasn't into this one. Well, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5, so Woo! I really liked it. Damn. <laughs> she just wants that Josh Peck. <laughs> Josh Pecker. More more nuts, more butts, everyone. Uh, moving on is The Visitor. I don't remember this one. I feel like you always do that. And remember back when you wanted to get a letterbox, you're like, I'll remember all my ratings. I'm like, no, you won't. You don't even remember half the movies. Well, just, just kidding. This one is the one where... The couple moves from out of the country. Remember they keep finding those pictures of him that look just like him and he's all sketched out. They no. like find paintings. 
Uh-uh. And he's like, this looks just like me. Hold on. And then the whole town is being, like, really sketchy about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't even know why they moved to the freaking town that they did. It's because the girl grew up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're moving, right? Uh, from London, if I remember. Mm-hmm. And he is super fixated on this painting this is like a like a southernish town um it's got a lot of like civil war history and stuff to it and uh, anyway it's like it looks like a picture of him but in like a civil war suit almost i don't know he's just really fixated on why that seems familiar to him but it almost seems like everybody's like like ignoring it almost like one girl that he talks to is like why are you here? Like that that's kind of adds to his stress and his suspicion of it. But everybody else is totally disregarding it. Uh, they gaslight him a little bit. And I think it's just him trying to figure out like, you know, why he's there, that motive, why everybody's acting all, all sketchy and stuff. And yeah, that's about all I really remember from it. But I feel like that's all we really can say without giving anything away. This is one of those movies you just kind of have to watch and have it play out. Like, even when we watch the trailer, I'm like, I have no idea what this movie's about besides the fact that this guy finds a picture that looks just like him. Well, then he finds other paintings, too. And, like, it's just, like, the more and more he gets involved, the more and more it seems like he has a past life. Almost like, like this ancestor of him is this like civil war person and it's also of the confederate army as well um so in modern day america that would be controversial um and so oh and i think the girl that uh that's like why are you here you should not be here she dies and i think that freaks him out too if you read on the um description it says um he goes down a rabbit hole to discover the identity of his mysterious doppelganger known only as the visitor it isn't long until he realizes where the visitor goes, death follows. So that gives you a little bit more detail. I had high hopes for this one. I don't know, it kind of just gave me that like mysterious, like this is going to be like one of those movies that we got to like piece together. It's going to have an amazing twist. And I just wasn't into it as much as I thought. Like there was stuff where I was interested, but I feel like it was just so slow. She's got high hopes. She's got... But there's, like, a difference between, like like we said, with Evil Dead Rides, where I'm, like, pumped for that movie to come out, and, like, this, where I had high expectations. You know, it's just, like, a different... But I, I think I just expected more out of it, and it didn't happen, and I, so then I was just kind of disappointed in the ending. Yeah. Movies like this piss me off, too. Because, like, obviously you as a viewer, you're, like, you know, frustrated that... The person you're like they're not crazy and everyone's like you're crazy and then you're like oh i hate your wife i hate your friends and like everybody who doesn't you know why are they so against talking about this and stuff and and so i don't know i just remember not being blown away by the ending of this and i gave it a 2.5 i give it a three out of five it is still good and it's watchable so like i definitely recommend seeing it but just don't have high expectations it's kind of one of those movies if you have nothing better to watch then you can watch it but i'd save your movie night for something else like atm well speaking of next of kin oh my gosh ooh, mexican food anyway <laughs> um the next one is paranormal activity next of kin didn't see that coming i 
this is another one I had expectations. I didn't have as high of expectations because I do feel like the Paranormal Activity franchise has drug on a little bit. They're ridiculous. But, and, but I had high expectations for this one because it was so different. Because it's not really part of the original storyline. It's kind of its own thing. And, like, it had the cult-like aspect to it. And we love stuff where, like, people go to a random, like, cult village place and, like, weird stuff happens. And then mixing that with the paranormal side, I thought it was going to be, like, so cool. Well, they're going to, like, an Amish-type place. At least they think it's Amish, only to have an outsider on a in a nearby town tell them that they're not Amish. But, so they do everything kind of old-fashioned, and uh, they've been allowed to film their... Uh, their life and stuff like that and it just gets like weirder and weirder the more that they film it but just like every other paranormal activity movie the whole movie is filmed from like a found footage home movie camera Mm -hmm. you know and i do appreciate how they tried to like swap camera angles and stuff it was like when like yeah i think they tried like to fly a drone and then it like added like the footage of the drone to the movie and stuff but like it also kind of just seemed like it wasn't necessary at times it was like you could appreciate that they were trying to get creative with the movie but like you're like that whole entire scene could have not been in there and it wouldn't have added or taken away from the movie well i feel like the only reason that happened was to find that church that was kind of out in the woods a little bit because that's how they saw that yeah, but then, you know, then when shit starts hitting the fan, they're like, oh, no. Oh, what is that? Oh, it's a spooky demon looking thing. And then they're like, let me run. They're like, hold on a second. Let me make sure I click play and flip the tape That's over. That's what I hate about these kind of movies. Like the first few paranormals made sense because they're setting up a camera in their room at night. So it's not they're not having to like carry it around. There are so many scenes on this where I'm like, there's no way they'd still be filming and holding that camera if all this crap was going down. Like when they're being put down in the well, I'm like, I would have dropped the camera, like screw that. Or there's parts where she's like falling forward and like it's giving you that perfect angle down the well to see what's down there. I'm like, there's no way. So it's just unrealistic in those ways. But this is like a girl who was adopted And she's coming to this village to find out more about her biological mom who used to live there. So it's just a lot of shit happens and it's not good. I don't know. I was not impressed. I would never watch this again. There was some creepy parts in this though. There's always like a moment. A moment that can be defined as the moment. Was this a movie that I literally like jump screamed? I've never done that in a movie. And there was a scene on this that I did that. I'm pretty sure it was this movie. Really? But it was something stupid. It wasn't even like a scary thing. I think it was just like a person walked up or like an animal or something. And I like... Dude, probably jumped flipped his so wiener high out and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's there, a wiener. Wasn't there wieners in this too? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure there was. But yeah, I literally have never like jumped that high in a movie at home. Like in the theater, it makes sense because it's like loud and surround sound. But at home, I've never done that. But yeah, me and Peyton both gave that a 2.5 out of 5 stars. So not great. It makes me sad that a lot of these first ones besides ATM haven't been the most amazing. Actually, a lot of the movies we watched this letterbox weren't the best. But you know what? Just because we didn't like it doesn't mean that you don't like it. Or I don't want to discriminate against movies. Because I hate when people are like, like, I'll post TikToks of like a movie that I like. And then I'll get so many people who are like, this movie sucks. I hate this. Don't waste your time. But I'm like, yeah, but everybody has different tastes. And you just have to, 
you know? You know, sometimes you can't really just hone in on the opinions of other people. But we're going to flip this right back around at you and say, stop giving us shitty recommendations because the strange thing about the Johnsons was a terrible movie. <laughs> this was not a recommendation, though. This was all over TikTok. Oh, never mind. And people I'm were sorry, like... listeners. No, people were like, do not watch this. This movie is like disturbing and horrifying and i'm so sick and so of course me i'm like well we gotta watch it this is a 30 minute short i wouldn't even call it a movie yeah it's um ari aster's like a college project he did and it was released back in 2011 so i don't know why all of a sudden it's like circulating everywhere yeah basically the dad and the son had sex a lot when uh the kid was younger and then the dad died and, uh, oh, no, 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 the, I don't even know. It's Wait, what are you talking about? The strange thing about the Johnsons? The dad didn't, well, wait, the dad did die. Wait, did the dad die? He, he, he died. got murdered. He, yeah, he got, sorry. Okay, sorry, we're covering a lot of ground in 30 minutes here. No, I don't care if we spoil this one because it's like, it's been out forever and it's 30 minutes. The, the, so the son seems to have some kind of, uh, I'm going to choose my words carefully, bondage over his dad. An obsession. Like an obsession. Like, like he's the, he's the abusive one. And uh, the dad's like petrified. He's like writing a book or something like that. And he hides the book. Only to have his son find the book and read it. And he's like, you didn't think I was going to find out? And then he like beats him. And then I think he rapes him. Honestly, I'm not really sure. No, he does. And that's why people are it's, like, it's, and that's disturbing. It's implied. It doesn't even show anything. It's just like, I wouldn't even say heavily implied. Anyway, so the dad's like terrified of his own son. And then within like 10 minutes of the movie, the dad gets the courage to try to stand up to his son. Only to have the dad pretty much die. And then the mom and the dad, or the mom and the son, have, like, an argument after the funeral, and then he murders the mom, and the movie ends. Like, that's literally it. That's yeah. literally the movie. The thing that I didn't like about this was I was really confused. Like, I knew it was only 30 minutes, but I think I, like, people were talking it up so much. Like, this is so disturbing. When I think of disturbing, like, hey, this is disturbing. Like, sexual assault is disturbing, especially with a family member. But when I think of, like, disturbing in the horror movie sense, I think of, like, Evil Dead type stuff or The Terrifier or, like, very gory body horror, like, stuff like that. That's what I find disturbing. And so I think I was waiting for something like that to happen. And then it just didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know. We both gave this a 1.5. It's not the worst thing we've ever seen. It just, it, we kind of just felt like it was really overhyped and it got us kind of excited to watch it. Only to have us be, like, like... I don't know. Sometimes people are like, this is the most terrifying and grotesque thing I've ever seen. Then we watch it and we're like, we weren't even phased by that. Was that... Which we, is so messed up. Are we bad people because of that? I don't know. Maybe. No, I don't think we're bad people. I think it's just we had different expectations thinking it was going a different route. So I think in our head we had like a more disturbing thing, which, okay, this is like the most disturbing thing really if you think about it. But I don't know. I mean, if it showed stuff happening or... I don't know, implied it a little bit more, I think we would have been like, oh my gosh, or if it was an actual whole movie, but like 30 minutes and you're kind of waiting around. Yeah. Just don't watch it. It's just really not it. worth watching. They had a nice house though. But speaking of houses, the house on the bayou is even better. I love house on, a bi on the bayou. I really liked this. I thought it was cool. I mean, I didn't really like it, but I really liked it. <laughs> this is one of those movies that has... Kind of like a, a twist after the twist. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically the best way to explain this one, because this one's really worth not really uh, sharing too much either. But 
this husband uh, by the beginning of the movie has, let's say within a recent week, he's been caught cheating on his wife. The wife, instead of divorcing him, says, you're going to stop seeing her and we're going to go on vacation. And so they go on this vacation to this house on the bayou and they have a daughter, by the way. They're just kind of hanging out there. And they, they stop at the grocery store to pick up some groceries and some stuff um, for the house on the bayou. And uh, the guy at the store gives them a weird vibe. And then there's like a teenager that gives them a weird vibe. And uh, that's important because when they go home, those people end up showing up. And it goes from like simple like, hey, we're like your neighbors and, you know, we want to invite you over to dinner. Oh, hey, our house is not a good place. We decided to do it at your house. This is how we do things here on the bayou. And then it gets darker and darker and they get weirder and weirder, you know, without even saying too much beyond this. All right, she's giving me that look, so I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not giving you a look, but this is one of those movies where you don't know if it's something supernatural happening or if it's something like with these people. Like if, you know, if it's like the typical home invasion movie or if there's more going on and that's what i liked about it um the little girl on this is the little girl from the lodge and i hated her in the lodge because all she did was cry non-stop and now several years later she's on this movie and all she does is cry non-stop i'm just like i can't i can't do that the guy, the teenage kid in this played the role really well, though. He like, did. I think he made this movie good. If it wasn't for him, I don't think it would have been as good. But he just played that, like, really weird, creepy, like... There's something weird and bad juju-y about the, the bayou. You know what I mean? Juju-y. <laughs> Juju-y. It's just like, you know, there's just like some weird stuff going on down there in the south. I want to go down to the bayou so bad just because of Red Dead. You know, wrestle a gator. Yeah, no, but I just, I love like the vibe down there, like New Orleans type place. Like, I don't know. I just, I love it. So anyway, we gave this one a 3.5 out of five out of five a piece. Yeah, this one's really good. I think you should watch it. The twist alone. I feel like we had a lower rating set, but then when the twist happened, like we both upped our rating, like the twist really made it. We're like, oh, and then the second twist happens and you're like, oh, the second twist was my favorite. Um, yeah, go check that one out. But the next one is The Odds Are Ever in Your Favor. Wait, what is it? The Odds. May the Odds Ever Be in Your Favor. Is that good. how it goes? Yep, good job butchering that. Ah, I said it right, but then I just second-guessed myself. But anyway, The Odds. And this one's about this girl, and she has a daughter, and she really is desperate for money, so she signs up for this underground thing that's going on where you can win a million dollars, and you have to, like, undergo certain pain things like torture and you're against a bunch of other people but you're in a room by yourself so you can't see any of the other people except the host guy that's with you so there's her and this guy in the room and every so many minutes she has to do some kind of task that it causes pain and they'll go until there's one person left so it starts off like not simple but like you know holding her hand over a flame candle for a certain amount of time but then it gets to some really messed up stuff. Well, and she's kind of weirded out because she's playing against other contestants. But the other contestants are allegedly in other rooms and you never see them. So the guy who is like the mediator, he has to make sure she's following the rules. And he has an earpiece like a Bluetooth headset or something on. And he 
is getting instructions on when people are pulling out of the competition. But he also gets to be kind of like her inspirer. He's like almost like he's like, you can do it. Don't give up. Like he's almost encouraging her. But then he gets weirder and weirder through each round. Eventually, he's like, do you want to get married? Like, I think you could. I think we should do it. Let's be kind of crazy. And then then he just starts to get more weird from there. Well, then he and, gets like touchy filly, like in a not good way. Well, like, then he kind of gets like like an abusive. He's like he's like, you know, the the boyfriend of, you know, three and a half minutes. And then he's already the abusive boyfriend that's overprotective or blah, blah, blah. He's just he's just a, a different guy. He's just like the more dialogue he has, the darker he gets. And and then it, then she kind of has to debate like. You know, okay, like how much of this is real and how much of this is fabricated. Um, but she continues to put herself through that torment uh, because she really, really needs the money to get her child the best life that they they can, basically. And she knows already what the final round's going to be. By the way, they they full on told her what it was going to be before she came in, and so she's she's kind of aware. She's pushing herself to it and stuff. But we can say that without it being a spoiler, right? I think so basically russian roulette with a gun so russian roulette only has a gun oh but yeah anyway R- roulette is gambling yes russian roulette anyway, is gambling with a gun anyway i'm just kidding but she the thing i didn't understand about that though i'm like okay you're r- risking your life for a million dollars but if that's the final round and you don't make it, you don't get that million dollars. Your child doesn't get that million dollars. But so she, it's like... Yeah, she felt comfortable at the beginning, though, because she said that she did, she did like, a fake version of Russian Roulette, and it took her, like, 12 tries before the gun actually fired or something like that. Three. No. I don't know. I don't know. I thought she said she only made it to three, because then by the time that they got to the third round... No, I think he... I, I, well, she, she did, like, so many rounds of Russian Roulette by herself... But without actually shooting herself. And she, the lowest number she got was three, but the average number was like 12. That's what I meant. It was the lowest. But anyway, um, it was all right. I gave it a three. I liked it. You gave it a three and a half. The Um, thing about this one, though, it's very psychological. So, like, don't go into this one if you're going to watch it thinking it's going to be like Saw, where there's just constant stuff going on. There's a lot of dialogue in between each task. So, there'll be like something happens. And then it's just her and this guy sitting there having a conversation for a good chunk of time. And then something happens. Well, because that's all the character development, right? But I like... feel like it needs to be like that. Because then by the end, you almost feel like you're in her shoes and stuff. Yeah. And just that stress and anxiety and the ending. I loved the ending. And I loved, like, this is one of those movies where you can dissect it and kind of choose your own ending a little bit. Like, I mean, it does give you an ending. But then there's still, like, things that you can kind of think about and be like, oh, I think this happened because of this. Yeah. And I love movies like that. Me and Peyton really like movies where people have to, like, play a game or do a task in order to survive, especially when it isn't, like, a one-location type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just started watching all the Saw movies again. Well, I guess you watched the second one That's probably where I'm going to end it. You know what's funny? After we watched that, I was like, okay, I probably won't watch anymore. And then I watched the third, and then I watched the fourth. So I'm like, well, now I gotta finish. But yeah, this one was good. I liked it. I I recommend watching this one. Just as long as you remember, it's gonna be like a slow burn. Like, don't go in expecting crazy action until the end. But the next movie, you know, ironically, the girl in the house of the bayou, you didn't like her because she just screamed and cried the entire time. That's basically what this entire movie is. Abandon. Um, you know, I'm gonna be respectful here because I understand that this is a real life problem 
and I don't wish it upon anyone, and I hope anyone that's going through this finds peace, but this entire movie is about postpartum, and I... Depression. Yes. I found it so hard to watch... What's her name? Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Just cry for two and a half hours. But I kind of feel like you need that because it is about postpartum depression, so you almost need to feel what she feels. And so she might be going through a haunting the whole time you're trying to figure out if, uh, if like maybe it's real or if it's just like a figure, a figment, a figment of her imagination. Mm-hmm. So because she, she genuinely feels like she's being haunted, but she's also admitting that she's having some postpartum issues and stuff. And it's kind of causing some boundaries between her and her husband. And it's not going well. I just, uh, I don't know. It's a tough watch. I just, I can't, I can't take that kind of emotional like trauma for just like an entire movie it's just i don't know oh my gosh i'm a dude you know what's crazy so me and peyton watched this and then we're like oh my gosh like the guy on this what's his name john gallinger jr oh yeah john gallinger jr oh, i just uh, looked up his name but you taylor knows who that is but anyway um we were watching this and i'm like oh he's on come play like i feel like we've watched so many movies recently with him in it like he's on come play what's the he's on i found out he's on belko experiment he's the masked villain on hush and then gone in the night he was the boyfriend on there and i just realized that he's the guy on 10 cloverfield lane Mm -hmm. that's in the room with them yeah he's a pretty well-known actor and it's so just, is emma roberts it, i don't think i like really knew who he was until we watched come play and i liked him on there and then now it's like i just notice him everywhere but now it's crazy to go back and be like oh my gosh he was on this like yeah he's like a guy with a familiar face yeah i liked this movie it was slow very slow but i feel like i said i feel like it needed to be slow because it adds to that tension and just like feeling very isolated and like you're going crazy and like that's how like, i mean i haven't had postpartum depression but like I'm sure that's how it is. You know, you just feel like, is this me? Like, am I going crazy or is something happening or? Well, and it's like, you know, why don't I love my baby? Am I bad for not loving my baby and stuff? But it's just like, I don't know if you just like get off of work on a Friday and you're like, I want to watch myself an emotional movie. This is the movie for you because it's not for me. I I just feel like this. this kind of movie is not like true entertainment. It's just a little bit. It's a little bit too much. I feel like. If I made a movie of a person sitting in a rocking chair and it's two and a half hours long and the person never gets out of the rocking chair and they just cry. Sometimes the crying gets, you know, intense. Sometimes the crying just goes to soft sobbing. That's what this movie is. Like there's some movies that use like mental disorders in a really good way. Like Rent-A-Pal. Like him where he's like this kind of lonely bachelor guy and then over time he just progressively gets like crazy and then you're just like... Well, you go from feeling bad for them to like not feeling any remorse because they've, they're they developing into the, their own worst selves. Yeah, but it's like one of those movies where you don't understand the outcome because you don't understand that mental illness unless you're going through it. And I kind of feel like that's how it is with this, like postpartum. Maybe someone who has gone through this could relate a lot more. And maybe they would enjoy this, but, or, okay, maybe probably not. It's probably, Post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah. maybe. But, like, you know, it's not to say that we don't, we don't respect people who are going through no, that. No, I feel it's, so bad. It's a real thing. It's just, like, I just can't just imagine wanting to watch a movie about it. I just think there's some things that you just don't do movies on, and this is one of them. Like, just, that's a hard topic as is, and so it's hard to make a movie out of it. I mean, it does end with closure and stuff, and, like, a good... I mean, that's kind of giving stuff away, but whatever. Good happy ending, but 
well, kind of. I don't know. We're going to stop while before I just spoil everything. <laughs> Moving on to, I sound like you now. Moving on to Elevator. I loved this one too just because it okay we watched a lot of like the trapped horror movies this go around <laughs> like literally even the next one but this one's about I believe it's nine strangers eight or nine strangers that get onto an elevator together and there's a little girl on there that like pushes a button the elevator stops and then it won't start back up they can't get off and they find out that one of the people in there has a bomb strapped to their chest and they only have a certain amount of time before it implodes. So it's them trying to figure out how to get off. I love movies like this because I'm terrified of elevators. Like, I'm not as scared of elevators as I used to be. But elevators are scary when you get on there and you think about it like Tower of Terror style, just like falling or getting, like, I could not imagine being trapped on an elevator with a bunch of people. That would be, like, a nightmare. Well, and they all have, like, really crazy different personalities. So, they're they're in the skyscraper of this Fortune 500 company. They're with the CEO. They're with the CEO's granddaughter, who is the whole reason why everything happens, kind of, in a way. Uh, which, I'm going to circle around to that, Ken's, but she's just a total bratty little bitch, and she's, like, <laughs> probably she's like 10. She's, like, uh, the, there's, they're going to a party and the comedian that's supposed to be at the party is in the elevator with them. And he kind of has a crappy personality. He's not nice at all. And then you have the guy who like is intimidated by the CEO, but he's like, he wants to impress him. You got another guy who's there and he like slept with one of the girls that works there. She's also in the elevator, but then her fiance is with her. So that's awkward. And she's also a famous weather girl. So and she's of- pregnant by the guy yeah a lot of different dynamics going around but uh a little fat phobic this movie might be to to a degree at the ending um i'll let you i'll let you spoil that but i i have a bone to pick with this movie so the girl that initially dies is the girl with the bomb she never really determines what her reasoning behind it is she just happens to be the one that dies from like a heart attack or something like that only for them to discover the bomb on her you know what i mean She's not like, oh, this is the bomb. I'm going to kill you all. It's just kind of like... No, it's later on because that guy comes out in the news. Yeah, but so obviously... um, Well, I think I just answered my own question when I said I'm going to circle back to this because I'm thinking at this point that that maybe the girl intended to kill him in the elevator the entire time. But I'm like, where does the little girl come in? What about her coincidental, she just touched a button and the button made the whole no, elevator stop. No, you missed the whole point. She was going to do it at the party. Yeah, because that guy was announcing his retirement. She had a bone to pick with him because I, I can't remember what happened to her son. Like, he got killed, he got laid off or No, something. he committed suicide because of the way that they spent the bonds or the, the money financially Yeah, so she was going to bring that to that like up to the party and have it go off yeah i gotcha so coincidentally they got stuck in the elevator because the bratty little b-word uh hit a button to tease the comedian who's afraid of heights and then that's how they all get kind of stuck in there but side note the guy from home alone buzz the brother was on this it was kind of cool seeing him in something else i know he's in like the newer home alone movie that they made like the remake which i haven't watched because i'm like eh, can't beat a classic (laughs) can't beat the classics but yeah, it was cool seeing him in it. It was a unique movie. Um, you gave this one a three and a half and I gave this one a three. It, I was definitely entertained. Well, it's one of those movies too where it is all in one location and especially being in an elevator, it's kind of hard to have a lot of stuff going on, but they managed to have it go on and like moments that make you like cringe and like, you know, there's gore. So 
you get a little bit of everything. Uh, another movie, though, that has a lot of dialogue just because they are stranded. So a lot of the first half of the movie, they're just chatting and trying to figure out stuff. Well, it's all character development. That's how you get to know them. Yeah, but I love movies like this. Uh, we were thinking about doing an episode on elevator movies, and then I realized we've only watched three. <laughs> but there's a new movie coming out about an elevator so elevator I think, game. I think we're destined to make a podcast episode about elevators so if you know any elevator movies some movies are besides uppers devil some movies are downers besides devil down and elevator let us know so we can do some more but speaking of trapped headstrong to take you on headstrong to take on anyone never heard that song no i have that what did um, that have to do with trapped the, ba- the band is called trapped oh <laughs> some of your stuff just goes over my head yeah, that's kind of why I do it. Um, the last movie, and certainly not the lowest. <laughs> oh, isn't it good? Best for last. Best for last. Oh, wait, last one. Did we say our rating? You can say, I did. Okay. You can say this movie ended up on a high. <laughs> uh, this movie's called Fall. Two girls climb to the very top of uh, a tower, um, and they get stuck there. And... That's basically the movie. Um, it's a uh, if you are afraid of heights, this movie will really challenge you. Um, I definitely feel like at some time, like sometimes I'm immune to like you know the limitations of Hollywood, and it's like I'm not, like stuff doesn't really freak me out. But I definitely felt like I was a little uh, intimidated by the heights in the movie and stuff like that. Well, you're scared of heights in normal, like in real life. Yeah, like, I can't put my own Christmas lights up. Like, my neighbor has to do it for me. Yeah, Peyton will go out there with the ladder, and he's just pretending to climb up it and kind of waiting for the neighbor to, like, come outside and be like, do you need help? And then he's and like, I'm like, yeah. oh, thank, thank the Lord you're here. <laughs> um, I liked this one because it added a lot of stuff that you didn't expect to happen. Like, I thought it was going to be straightforward. They get stuck. You know, your typical trapped movie where they have to try to wait for help or try to get down and something happens. But I feel like without giving anything away, they added some other elements to this that just upped it. Yeah, actually, almost the entire time I was watching this movie, I'm like, okay, three and a half, maybe a four. And uh, by the time the movie ended, I was like, okay, a five. Yeah, I gave it a five, too. There were some there were definitely some things I didn't expect to see that happened. And it was it was a masterpiece. It really, really was. Well, and you could just feel, like, the anxiety coming through the TV. Like, everything that happened, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Right. Um, The friend drove me crazy. Like, she was just so like, yeah, let's do this. Come on, let me hang off this tower at the very tip, like, with no thing on. It's funny because, so she's a YouTuber, um, or like an Instagrammer or something, and she's like, she's thinking content, like, let's, let's base, or let's climb this tower together, and, uh, She's, like, hanging off the edge without any, like, you know, assistance or safety straps and stuff. And then they're flying the drone around her while she's doing that because she just wants to, like, push her own limits so she can get the the most amount of views. And it's funny because as a YouTuber, I'm always thinking about that when I'm, like, out as, uh, you know, how can I do something that just really stands out and stuff. And uh, ironically, at this one lake or this river, we lost our boat uh, from the bank and it started drifting downstream. And this river is huge. It's called the Green River in Utah. And some pockets are like 20 feet deep. Also, mind you, this river is... Or no, we were fishing this river around... I want to say November? Late November? So it's 20 degrees outside. And we 
we were not going to get this boat. It was only going to go faster and faster and continue to go downstream. And then we posed the risk of having the boat flip in class two uh, rapids and lose our car keys. And so I made the executive decision to go swimming for the boat. So I just like jumped in, swam for it. And by the time I got to the boat and I started swimming back, I was like, damn, I wish I had my GoPro on me. I wish I would have got this on camera. And uh, it's just funny because I can kind of relate to that. Skiddy going skidless. There is kind of a video. My brother-in-law got a shot of Were me swimming Were you butt for naked? Uh, no, I had my underwear on, <laughs> but I took everything else off beyond that. It's the second time you've had to like go in the water like that. Right. That one time, Peyton went in the water to get a fishing pole that had a carp on it. Yeah, a carp ripped the rod in the water. He's in his underwear, and all of a sudden, he's coming out, and these two, like, kids are, like, trying to chat with him forever. Like, let's check it out. I want to see the fish. And Peyton's just in his underwear. I'm like, gosh, we're going to get freaking yeah. a ticket or something. <laughs> a ticket. Disposure. Disposure. I'm going to give you a Disposure. ticket for those nuts. Yeah, I really liked fall. I thought it was so good. They are making a fall, too. And I'm just wondering how they're going to go about it. Like, I don't want it to be one of those movies where they just milk the crap out of it and it's these same characters and the same thing happens. Like, I hope it's just completely different people, a different situation that's similar. But if it's like the same girl and she gets in the same kind of situation just somewhere else, I'm like, that's just, it's too much. Let's just end it. That was a good one. Was a good one. That's a good one. We're going to end it like Beckham. I know that, I like, I don't know. This list... There is a lot of good stuff on here, but there's a lot of bad stuff on this list. And I hate that because I always want to like recommend good movies. But I mean, I guess all our other episodes, we're recommending all the stuff we like. I was going to say, Letterbox like is what we watch. We average probably three, three, three and a half on most of the movies we watch. And but like, our- again, I've explained my rating scale a little bit. It's like five is like, I loved it. I would watch that again, um, like on almost any occasion. Four is like, that was really good. Like you know, above average three is kind of like, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I would necessarily seek out watching it again, maybe in a couple years or something. And then twos and ones are kind of like the one-time watches for me. Yeah. So like a three is like something that I could like find myself potentially seeing again, but it's unlikely. No, three's not bad, but there was some bad ones on here. I think it's just compared to our last letterbox where we had a bunch of like five, five out of five stars, you know? Yeah. But you know what? They're not always going to be winners. I try to find like movies that we're going to be interested in that I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to like that. I used to try to just watch whatever people sent me, but then you get some that are like one star ratings. And now I look at that. I'm like, no, let's not waste our time. But there is some of the lower rating ones that we end up liking, so... But our next letterbox has a lot of really good ones, so we'll make up for it with that one. Yep. You know what? I've been drinking this ghost energy. I started at 9 a.m. and it's 6 p.m. and I still have some left. Holy crap. I've literally just been sipping on it. Hmm. Um, but I hope everybody has a good Tuesday. Be prepared for hopefully our Evil Dead Rise spoiler review, so go see it so that you can come listen to our review on it. We're going to talk all about it and spoil the crap out of it unless we hate it then i guess we're not doing it but we're gonna love it i'm so excited like there's been a few more scenes that were released and i have to like keep myself from watching them i already watched a few but now i'm like i can't keep watching them or i'm gonna spoil the whole movie somebody said something oh this girl on youtube said that 
she didn't watch the trailer before she went and saw the movie. So she went and saw the movie, then she watched the trailer and she's like, holy crap, they gave so much away in the trailer. Like they showed so much, which I agree. There's a lot that they show in there. Yeah. Like they show exactly how she's possessed. They show certain family members becoming possessed. And I'm like, can trailers just stop doing that? Right. Except I'm like pumped. It made me pump. So I don't care. I feel like movies like that. But movies like that, you kind of don't expect a lot of people to survive anyway. And you're kind of going to see them get possessed and go creepy and evil. But we'll come out with that. Oh, head over to our Discord because we're thinking about doing like a watch party um, coming up probably. I found out that you can stream movies on there. I think we talked about this last episode, but I found out you can stream movies on there. So we'll probably pick a movie that we're going to watch. And then who knows, like maybe when we are watching certain movies, we'll just be like, hey, we're going to get on and stream this movie tonight if anybody wants to join. And then we'll just stream it straight to our Discord and then you can come watch along and chat with us. We can talk all about it and we can talk all about our opinions at the end. But I just thought that'd be so fun. So definitely join our Discord. Uh, you can go over to our Instagram, whorehideout91, find it. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. And with that being said, cue out your music. <laughs>